0: We Podcast and We Know Things is supported by CastBox, the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on iOS and Android. CastBox has over 50 million free episodes that more than 16 million users download and listen to wherever, whenever. CastBox has also pioneered a brand new way to search. All you have to do is enter a keyword or phrase and CastBox will search all show titles and transcripts of every single episode to deliver exactly what you're looking for. So head on over to your app store, download CastBox and try it for yourself today. Hey there, this is Nigel Bach, creator of the Bad Band Trilogy, and you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. It's more than an intelligent mind can comprehend. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special bonus episode of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and I am joined today by the lovely and incredibly talented Robin Paris, director, writer, lover of chocolate, the symbol of love, and famous for her role as Michelle in the cult classic, The Room. Oh, hi, Robin.
1: Oh, hi. How are
0: you doing today, Greg? Uh, fantastic. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We really appreciate having you.
1: Thank you for having me. It's great to be on.
0: So we're not here today to talk specifically about The Room, but we are here to talk about a room-related project that Robin has been working on for the last few years, and she needs your help, people. She needs your help. Um, So what we're talking about in reference to is the Kickstarter project for The Room Actors, Where Are They Now? Episodes 5 through 10. But before we get into the Kickstarter campaign, Robin, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Um, yes. Okay. So I, um, was in the room. Um, I played Michelle chocolate girl, AKA chocolate girl. Um, my famous line is chocolate is a symbol of love. If you've seen the room. Um, so I'm Juliet's best friend in the movie. And I also am a writer and, um, recently became a director when I created the the first four episodes of our series, the room actors, where are they now, which, um, stars seven of the original room actors, in a fictionalized look at what happened to them after they were in the worst movie ever made, The Room, which is also one of the best worst movies if you've ever seen it, hopefully. It's super funny and crazy. Um, so we just kind of wanted to poke fun uh, at ourselves and the fact that we're involved in this movie. And so that's why I created the show. It's available on Funny or Die and on YouTube. Um, under my name, Robin Paris. And if you haven't seen the first four episodes, please go, please go see them. But um, yeah, so that's a little bit about me. I, you know, I went to film school after I was in the room and got a master's in screenwriting and all of that. So I'd been, you know, writing and doing a lot of comedy and just wanted to partner the fact that I do comedy with the fact that I'm in this, this movie. And that's why I created the show.
0: So what is the biggest difference for you being behind the camera as opposed to in front of it?
1: You know, you have I just have so much more control. Sure. Um, frankly, you know, because I, I had a vision of how I wanted this to turn out. And when you're looking through the the screen, you know, the monitor, you can see whether you're achieving that. Um, mm-hmm. When you're on screen, you really have no idea when you're, when you're the actor. You don't know how it looks, like how you're coming across and um, whether, you know, the, the point of the scene is being achieved. But when you're the director, you really can see that and make changes if you need to and adjust things and make sure everybody looks okay and, you know, the angles are right. It's just you have more control. And I really liked having control over that and, and being able to make sure it was funny and tweak things if I needed to. So that was, it was great. I mean, I just felt like I love it every second of mm. directing.
0: Now, 15 years or so has passed since The Room has come out. Like you said, it's become that cult classic film. And I like that you decided to, um, you know, take the bull by the horns, if you will, and get everybody back together, try to do this project. And let's not kid ourselves. This project was, after you got the first four episodes made and released, they were shown at film festivals. You won, like, tons of awards for them. Like you said, featured on Funny or Die. Uh, I believe that you were on, The top of their rankings or the top of their feed for a handful of weeks, almost maybe like a month straight. Am I getting that right?
1: Uh, Yes, six weeks.
0: So this is a project that has a lot of passion behind it, but also critically acclaimed. And by the way, it's friggin' hilarious. Uh, Absolutely love every second of it. Um, Was it difficult to round everybody up to get this project off the ground? Or was this something that everybody was pretty much well behind?
1: People jumped on faster than I imagined. I mean... Juliet jumped on first. I sent her the script and she was like, I'm in. And then I sent it to almost everyone else. Um, I didn't know Dan Jenjigian personally. He plays Chris R. So I had to get his email address from somebody. And um, so everybody else jumped on. Then I sent it to him. Then he jumped on. I guess they they read the script and they liked it. And they were like, this is fun. And this was back in 2014. So, um, you know, the disaster artist wasn't out yet. None of that stuff was going on. And we just thought, this is a cool way to have fun with this, you know, the fact that we're in this movie. And and then the last person to jump on was Greg Ellery. He's in. Um, he lived in Illinois at the time, and I guess he was really just done with the room. <laughs> he just was like, "I am out of here. I don't want to talk about it. I'm so sick of it." <laughs> and then when everyone else jumped in, you know, he read the script. And he was like, "Okay, I'm in." <laughs> he flew out to L.A. to be to be in it. And he was he's hilarious, and he's also a super funny and nice guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm gl- so glad he came and was in it because um, I like his bit, like his bit with Kyle where Kyle, in the middle of a dramatic scene, just basically disappears, and Greg appears in his place, right in the <laughs> and pool nobody when, bats an eye. Yeah,
0: when he's getting drowned in a pool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so good. Now, uh, what sparked, you know, I, I know we talked about it, but let's get to the genesis of the project and the first four episodes. Uh, what sparked the original idea? I know you kind of touched on it already, but specifically for the first four, and did you have just four episodes written, or did you kind of know you always wanted it to go to about ten or more?
1: Well, I have all 10 written way back, even when we shot the first four. Um, so what happened is I first wrote it as a short and then raised money on Kickstarter. And I raised $32,000 the first time around, which was awesome. Mm. And um, so I expanded the project because I was like, well, I want this to be more. I want, I just want it to be longer. I want it to be a web series. So I I took some time and I expanded it out to a 10-episode web series. And I had written all the episodes. And then when we we looked at our budget, we realized, okay, we only have the money to shoot three because each one is like eight minutes. They're not super tiny, you know, short episodes. So we shot the first three with the money we had. And that's those are the first three that went to festivals and, and did that whole circuit. And then and then last year I got a little bit of money from a corporate sponsor and was able to shoot episode four last October. So that's a new, relatively new episode. And then when we released them, I'd been sitting on the episodes for a while, waiting for the disaster artist to come out so we could time the release with Funny or Die. You know, I had met them like six months prior, and they were like, yeah, let's do this, let's wait, and we'll release it at the same time um, that the disaster artist comes out. So anyway, I'd shot episode four in October, and then that one came out in December right after the other three Um, But that one wasn't shot at the same time as the other three.
0: What's that feeling like when you're sitting on those episodes for so long, just waiting for them to release? Are you double thinking certain parts of it? Are you just confident? Are you anxious? What's that feeling like?
1: Yeah, I mean, I really wanted to put them out there (laughs) when they were done. I believe it. I just wanted them to be out and live in the world. And who knows if it would have been better to put them out first because I think if I would put them out before the disaster artists came out people would have seen them and then when the disaster artists came out there would have been an upsurge and more people watching them so regardless they would have still been viewed um, but ultimately maybe more people would have seen them had I put them out immediately but you just don't know and we thought okay the timing's best to coincide with that um, but yeah I mean I do still have the six episodes additional episodes written, which is episodes five through 10, Mm -hmm. which is what we're raising money for now on Kickstarter because they've existed for a while on my computer and in my head. And I just really would love to bring them to life because I think they're just as fun and entertaining as the first four. And so I think people are going to
0: love them. Now, did you write them by yourself or did you have help?
1: I wrote them by myself.
0: Wow. That's some comedic genius. I know that you said um, either on a Facebook live or a Q and a, or in the Kickstarter video that you would actually Uh, let people give you a like a screenplay or a script and you would kind of give them six pages or so of notes back. I mean, I can see why if you wrote this by yourself, that's some genius work right there. So kudos to you for that.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I've been in a bunch of different writers groups and that's what we do for each other. We We give each other notes, you know, from people I met at UCLA when I was in film school there. So I'm used to doing that, and I'd love to do that if there's anybody out there who wants notes on their script or their TV pilot or, you know,
0: whatever. Somebody who I know is listening to this once told me that feedback is the breakfast of champions, and it's advice that has stuck with me ever since.
1: Oh yeah, it, I mean, and I did a table read for this this series before I shot it, mm-hmm. and and had an audience and had people giving me feedback on the on the episodes, and I had ca- actors reading them, reading the episodes. So I I I got feedback for sure on these episodes before I put them up. That's it's awesome. really important.
0: Where where were they shot?
1: Um, they were all shot here in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, different locations like my house, my next door neighbor's house. Um, <laughs> A random friend's house who lives in Topanga that their backyard looks like woods. That's where we shot episode four. It's, r- it's hard to find in L.A., like a rural-looking setting. But um, so anyway, yeah, they're all here in L.A.
0: My, my favorite part of episode four is when uh, Denny says, next time use the door. And it's just the door. <laughs> <laughs> I was cracking up at that scene. Where did you film the restaurant scene?
1: Um, The restaurant scene is at a real Denny's.
0: Really? And you just green-screened yeah. over the actual Denny's with Denise.
1: Yes, oh, we did. And we called like 15 Denny's in the <laughs> LA area. And I mean, all of them were like, you have to call corporate, you have to call corporate. Yeah, And, you know, so we went way into the boonies, the the suburbs, and we just walked in and talked to a guy, a manager. And he was like, sure, sounds great. Like, he, <laughs> we just got lucky. <laughs> That's I don't great. know if he really understood what, you know, we're just like, yeah, you know. So we shot in a real Denny's in their back room. And we bought the, the crew and cast all the Denny's and the meal at Denny's and
0: <laughs> it was great that's was really amazing. cool let's talk about where we can find the project now for episodes five through ten let's uh, you know feel free to talk about your social media or the actual kickstarter campaign page
1: Yes. So if you go to Kickstarter and search Robin Paris, R-O-B-Y-N-P-A-R-I-S, you can pull up the new Kickstarter campaign, or if you just search the room actors, where are they now, it'll pop up. And right now we are 86% funded. So um, we are trying to raise $12,500, $12,500, you got it.
0: Yep, I got it. (laughs) Trying to
1: raise that much. And um, so we are very, very close. We've got basically 48 hours left to go. The campaign wraps Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 Eastern. Um, And so we just got a few more days to raise the last little bit of money that we need so we can go forward with shooting our next couple episodes. And, um, I also have a Facebook page, the room actors, where are they now? I've been doing a lot of Facebook live updates there to tell you about the rewards that we have, which are like signed posters signed by all of the room actors. Um, except Tommy, Greg actually did sign the poster. So that's cool. Um, yeah, DVDs, um, T-shirts, like all kinds of different mugs with a, with Dan Janjigian's face, it's like a caricature of Dan Janjigian that says, where's my effing caffeine on the <laughs> coffee mug? So that's one of my favorites. Um, and just a lot of, you know, really, I think, pretty cool um, rewards. You could also could be a producer. You could be an extra or have a part, speaking part, if you, you know, donate donate at a certain level. Um, so yeah, we're just really, really close. And, um, if you guys want to see, uh, you know, new episodes, please help us make them. The other thing is that I'm going to be providing kind of BT behind the scenes updates and like interviews with room actors as we bring them on set to shoot more episodes. And I'm going to be providing those BTS videos to our Kickstarter backers. So, and Patreon backers. So, but I'm not going to be putting them out in public. Because I just want to reward the people who have helped us make this, so mm-hmm. I want to be able to give them kind of exclusive and back you know access and um, kind of videos that you wouldn't get to see otherwise.
0: yeah, that's really neat. And as far as the uh, the Facebook lives go, you had one just yesterday as a matter of fact, which kind of sparked my uh, the idea of, hey, let me reach out really quick and and have you on. It was funny, you were playing with a bunch of filters. And yeah. you, and you turned green and I had written a comment of I thought this was the room, not troll two, with all the green.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. uh, it was you, yes. Yeah. That was me, as a matter of fact, yeah. So just everybody we really you know, we're we're obviously you're hearing this, or it's dropping on June twenty seventh, right around three PM Eastern time. So you have literally Forty nine hours from the time that this episode drops, so we're really putting this out last minute to try and say, okay, everybody, go to the Kickstarter page. All of the information for social media, uh, for the room actors, and also the Kickstarter link itself are going to be available in this episode description on iTunes, Castbox, wherever you're listening to this podcast. Uh, so any information you want or need to find the Kickstarter or Robin or the the room actors page are all going to be linked in the description of this episode. We're going to have links to it. On our Twitter, uh, on our Instagram, on our Facebook, if you are listening to this, you probably already know where they're at or where they are. But at we pod and we know, and at we podcast and we know things. Before we finish off uh, with the new stuff, I want to go back and just talk a little bit more about the first four episodes. And you had, um, I kind of want to know in terms of the original room actors out of the seven of you, six, I guess, outside of yourself, which person were you surprised at how much they brought it for their performance i mean they were all hilarious but did one stand out
1: um i was impressed with everybody i really really was um the the i mean philip when it was all said and done his performance was like so funny and um he you know he's supposed to be like kind of really bitter that he is now he's always called denny from the room and people are constantly commenting on how old he looks now (laughs) which is reality that's what people do and he knows it and it's not fun for him i think as a human to always get those comments so he like and I've mentioned before that doing this show was healing for us in a lot of ways. And I think he actually said something like this in the interview that we did with him, the BTS interview that's available on my DVD and through Vimeo and stuff. You could download it. But basically saying that doing this was healing for him um, and that kind of coming back to L.A., um, was, in and being that character and just sort of embracing that the fact that people, people are sort of making fun of us in a lot of ways was actually helpful for him to just kind of lean into it. And um, so he really brought it in, in both the episodes, episode two and episode four of just being this sort of surly anti Denny character. So if you've seen Denny in the room, he's like this sort of happy go lucky, like young guy. who's really innocent. And then in the episodes that we did, he's I've tried to make him like as gruff, yeah, and surly as possible. This just like old bitter dude, <laughs> and um, so I really loved how he brought it. Yeah. I mean, he was so—I thought he was so funny in both of those episodes.
0: Same question. Mean, oh, sorry, God.
1: Everybody was so good. Honestly, yeah. everyone was really good.
0: Now, same question, except for the supporting roles, the people that did not originally appear in the film. I'll say my vote and my favorite goes to Hayes Hargrove for Harold, who played your husband. I thought he was <laughs> particularly hilarious in the backyard scenes. Um, I mean, the only time we really saw him. But what about uh, the same question for the supporting cast?
1: Yeah, he was great because, you know, it's fun to work with him because he's so funny. And I went to college undergrad with him. Oh, okay. So I've known him for years and we ran into each other again here in L.A. But um, so anyway, yeah, he was really, really funny. But another of my favorites is um, Richardson Jones, who plays Sam the Stalker, (laughs) Juliet's creepy husband.
0: <laughs> up in the tree with a bouquet of flowers
1: yes he's so creepy but super funny and yeah. he's actually a really really nice sweet guy um I, he cracks me up every time i see his stuff
0: that's really good yeah I, uh he he's juliet kind of stars uh in the first episode of that now with the next six that you're uh i'm saying it gonna be making uh what can yes. we expect from those six episodes
1: so we definitely will revisit Juliet and her stalker husband Sam um you know just trying to live a normal life <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just not working for Juliet. you know he's just very creepy and he keeps trying to re- recreate scenes from the room in their regular everyday life and it's just not working for Juliet and then in the in the Carolyn episode you know she's trying to set up her daughter with a Tommy look-alike basically
0: who is that guy and- in the photo who is that guy
1: you mean in the photo? Yeah, who is that guy the, in the he, photo? I don't actually know. It's my um it's my set designer's friend who's also a friend of the room. And when we needed this photo of a Tommy lookalike, she was like, Oh, I know the perfect guy So she took his photo and framed it and brought it to the set but I don't I don't know him. <laughs> So he's really funny. I need to give him credit. I should email her. That's funny. Um, so, yeah, so anyway, Carolyn ends up uh, – sh- she's trying to set up her daughter with a Tommy lookalike, and it doesn't work out, so she ends up dating the Tommy lookalike. And then, you know, it just goes along. We see Dan Jinjigian, um He's crazy stay-at-home dad, and he's still trying to, like, channel Chris R., and he's um, he's sort of beating up the other stay-at-home dads in his, like, play group. And he's – I tried to, for him, contrast, like, he's a super tough guy. And he even is like that in real life. Like, he's just strong. And, he, you know, so I was like, what is the opposite type of character he could – or life he could be living? And so I imagined sort of this stay-at-home dad world where he's supposed to just be changing diapers and all. You know, but he's still really tough. So anyway, that's um, that's what I have him doing. And then, you know, everybody else and then Kyle, of course, Kyle, Greg, Kyle, you know, gets arrested for something. But of course, Greg Ellery steps in in his place and gets thrown in jail. Um, (laughs) Just, you know, and then for me, um, I had like two different potential episodes. It's always, for me, it's hardest to write for myself. Like I can write for everyone else and I'm like, but what should I do? But I had, um, I'm trying to lose my Southern accent and I'm taking like accent reduction courses and then i you know i'm trying to find my authentic voice so you see me like going through different things and i'm and every guy of course i'm with is is still doing like the O face behind my back and i can't escape that so i have a few more husbands a few more kids um again trying to find my authentic voice and that's not really working for me um and i i don't want to no spoilers so i won't say what ends up happening but then the finale we all come together for a funeral and again i won't say who dies but it's it's done in a funny silly way and it's um anyway i think it's everyone's gonna love that that's a there's a huge surprise in the finale that to me is one of my favorite bits of the entire series so i really want to get there because i think it's kind of it's really wacky um and if you've seen my first episode four episodes you kind of know the type of humor that i do um and i would love to see michael Rousselet, room fan zero come back because yeah. I kind of thread him in the first three episodes and I'd like to see him, you know, pop up, um, maybe in the finale,
0: maybe not getting beaten with spoons across the face.
1: Right. (laughs) We'll see
0: what he's willing to do. (laughs) That's really funny. That that whole entire answer that you just gave, I had a smile on my face super wide the whole time because it just sounds so good. Uh, I can't wait to, to see this get off the ground and I can't wait for it to be funded only a couple more days. Just as again, as a reminder for everybody, couple more days from the time this episode drops that you can go ahead and go on the Kickstarter. The link is in our description. Last question for you, Robin, let's think about this more like an open mic night at the local comedy club. What else do you want to tell our listeners?
1: Let's see. Um, well, I we made this show for fans of The Room. So I, I love going to room screenings. I love the joy and the festivity and the audience um, and the vibe there. There's so much fun. People are always so happy at room screenings. Like, I've cried with laughter at every room ske- screening I've been to, even though I'm in it. I enjoy it like a fan. And so we love that sort of spirit of The Room fans. And that's why we cr- I created this series is – we wanted to keep that going and we wanted to give the room fans more to laugh at and just to have fun with this craziness. Um, and so for us doing this is really like reaching out to the room fans and saying we love you too and we, we want to be a part of you and we want to keep this laughter going um, and have fun with you and engage you in the community. So that's, um, that's what I, I guess want to say. That's why we did it. And um, of course, there's the element of us kind of trying to redeem ourselves a little bit and be like, hey, we could be funny. But but really, we just love that spirit of like levity um, that the room fans have and how funny they are. So we just wanted to engage with that. And that's that's why we did this this series.
0: I'm calling it now. If it's the Mike undywear, the Undywears guy, or whatever, I, if he's the one who dies in that last episode, I'm going to be very upset. But here's just Don't. a here's just a quick PSA for everybody listening to this podcast. As you all know, our loyal listeners, we believe. You know, When we back something or we have somebody on the show, it's because we believe in it. We have a big passion about it. It's not because of any other reason, monetarily or otherwise. We're doing this because we want to help support. And we've backed this project on Kickstarter, so we urge you to do the same. Robin, hang on the line for just one second, but thank you so much for coming on the show today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's been really fun chatting with you. And yes, we didn't know each other. He reached out to me um, yesterday. We didn't you know never spoken before <laughs> Eleven
0: fifteen last night i got an answer and already just this this afternoon we're doing the show so appreciate you getting back to me on such a quick turnaround time there
1: thank you so much for having me
0: perfect hang, hang on the line for just a second everybody we will see you this weekend for episode 97 Looking for a podcast that's a little bit out of the ordinary, a little bit crazy and a little bit on the rambunctious side. Well, if I got something for you, it's called Vitamin Geek Podcast. My name's Corey Keelan. I'm the host and creator of Vitamin Geek Podcast, and I'm here to invite you to listen to my show. Each episode I'm coming to you with whatever I think is important at the time. Maybe it's a new movie, maybe it's a comic book, maybe it's horror, maybe it's drag queens, who knows? I love to talk, and i just love to get you guys involved in the conversation. I invite you all to check out my Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash vitamingeekpodcast. I would love to hear your feedback. So please join me and check us out here, Vitamin Geek Podcast, here on the ESO Network. This has been a broadcast
1: of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon, or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.